Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also, this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This episode is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both, let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. This episode is called Inspirational Moments and What Do You Do? So it's a combination of two. And my guest today is Miss Yvette Francis from Trinidad and Tobago. Hi, Yvette. Hi, Tia. Good evening. How are you? Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm well, I'm very well. Great. Just before we start, listeners, just a few housekeeping matters. First of all, uh, this coming June 2nd will be one year since the Culturama podcast show has been, been in existence. And also another sponsor will be coming on board uh, to form partnership with the Culturama podcast. So you will hear more about those coming soon. Now, Miss Yvette has a really interesting story to tell us. Now, Yvette, tell us a, a little bit about you and how you got blind and all that stuff. Oh, for the little time that we have here, I'll try to put it in a nutshell. I um, got blind at a very tender age. Um, I don't know if we would call it con- congenital blindness, but um, when I was a baby, baby in arms, my mother noticed that, that there was some eye infection. And when they, living in the country, they had a habit of treat, trying to treat the, the problem. And when the problem wasn't going away, then they ended up taking me to a doctor. And the doctor, that didn't make a difference because the eye was infected, my eye was infected and the medication that they used, you know, just didn't help. So that's as much as I heard from my mother. So I would say I grew up as a blind person from childhood. I attended the school for the blind. And I have to say, that I learned a lot being able to integrate with persons like myself and I learned a lot of stuff which is being able to assist me now that I'm grown 
So after I left school, I, t- I attended school for about, uh, say, 10 years. Because I went at the age of, went to the school at the age of five and I left around 17. So that would be about, uh, say, 12 years. And after that, I did a couple of courses to enhance my, my skills, you know, courses like cooking and of course, I did I did the basket making at the, at the Blind Welfare Association. And as time went on, I did a couple of things, telephone operating, uh, until eventually I, I got, got an opportunity to do training with CCB, Caribbean Council for the Blind. And there is where I learned to assist other persons like myself. In those days, they, call it, um, they called us rehab officers, but now the new name, is adjustment to blindness officer so i was able to be trained and of course being blind and learning my skills along the way the training just enhanced the skills that i had um i am a mother of i had four children i lost one through an accident so i have um a boy and two girls now i have some grandchildren as well <laughs> which i'm very proud of um and all through the years you know you i don't know where all the, the years went but um growing up my family um and doing the best i can for the, the, my children they did well i'm proud of them but now I'm, I'm living alone and of course the children and grandchildren they come from time to time to spend time with me but as i said there's so much to say that i we need more than the allotted time right now Wow. Hello. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just taking in all that you have said. Um, yes. Let me backtrack a little, Yvette. So you said you lost uh, one of your one of your children in an accident. You know, I'm so sorry for your lost your loss. So mm-hmm. let me know, Yvette. Do you love yourself? How would you describe yourself? Is there is is there anything <laughs> you think about yourself? <laughs> Well, you, <laughs> you're making me smile because I, um, sometimes I have this burst of energy and I'm asking myself, where is this energy coming from? So I have to tell you, growing up as a child, I love, I love the Lord. I, I mean, I, when I compare myself with people and the way people live, I mean, I am, I am not, I wouldn't say I'm a, a rich person, but I'm, con- I'm a contented person right now. And when I s- look back at my childhood growing up from where I came from, I, I just, I, I don't want to evade the question. The question was, was um, if I love myself? Yes. Do you, do you love yourself? How would yes. so you love yourself? I would, Right. I, I love myself. How I describe myself? I would describe myself as a um, a pleasant person. Um, if we believe, if we believe in, in, in the Zodiac, I, I like to claim it. Whether it's true or not, I like to claim it. I was born under the, the sign of the scale. And I think that, that, that describes me. I, I like to balance things. I don't like things to be overdone or you know underdone so it's like a, a balance i i that's how i describe myself 
as a balanced person. I, I like people. And if I may tell you some of my long time, we talked about hobbies. I like to read. I like to compose. I co- I compose calypsos. I like cooking. I really? just like doing you things. Do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mother of, of I have children. I mean, I had to cook for them. I mean, I liked homemaking. I like, you know, to be a homemaker. I like to entertain people. I like I like to I like to um go out and do stuff. Because I have the skills to get out there and just do what I have to do. It was to go to the mar- well, not the market, but to, to the grocery, to go to the store. I used to go to church on my own, um, you know, with the, well, of course, sometimes with the children, but I started off doing these, these things before I had my children and they just came and enhanced the whole, my whole life. So I am a very mobile person and I enjoy it. Sometimes I sit and I tell myself, you know what, because I grew up um, with my mother, over, wanting wanting to, I didn't allow her to, wanting to overprotect me. She would have me sit there and let people, the, the, my sisters bring stuff for me and she hardly want me to do things. And I, I, I blessed the day when I was able to actually show her what I can do. And that included mobility. So I could have got, gotten from, from east to west, north to south, any part of Trinidad, because Eventually, I when I was trained as the adjustment to blindness officer, I had to go and meet people like myself, blind persons, and teach them skills. You know, and, and I guess growing up as a child and wanting to do these things, that, that is what enhanced my, my ability to go and do what I had to do. It was a joy to go and actually sit with a client, listen to their story, and realize what help they needed and I would just go there and, and do what I had to do. And the skills were, it included like daily living skills, orientation and mobility, um, and where you could assist them in whatever way, um, like um, getting, help, getting help from the government. You know, all these things, we had a whole lot of stuff to teach and they were very, my clients were very um, happy. To even know a blind person could come and teach them skills like using the telephone, sewing on a button. I mean, it's a really, really good job for somebody who enjoys meeting people and helping people. Wow, you are such an inspiration. (laughs) I I, I love people. I love her energy. I just love her vibe. Just a reminder, folks, I'm speaking with Miss Yvette Francis from Trinidad and Tobago. And this program is sponsored by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. (laughs) (laughs) Could you elaborate a little bit more on what the um, training officer does, the mobility training officer does? Okay. So, um, what the person, what the officer does. First, you would um, find your clients. You get you get familiar with your client. You tell them what's available. Um, what's available? What's available for them? And you first would want to let them know that there's a lot out there. There's a life after blindness. 
And once they're willing to continue to live, um, all these things are available, you know, like teaching them how to even go the mobility, teaching them how to use the, the, the cane, the white cane, teaching them how to get, you know, even starting from their home. The good old white cane. <laughs> the good old white cane that takes you to, to heaven and back. <laughs> so, um, starting at their home, you know, they might want to learn to make a cup of tea. So, in the event where the family, members of the family may not be available, you know, um, you can teach them to make a cup of tea. Simple things, you know, well, I call it simple, but sometimes it could seem very complex for someone who who has lost the sight and, you know, wondering how to find this and how to find that and how to, you know. But you start in a simple way, you know, by showing, well, getting them more familiar with their surroundings. And then you teach them stuff. And as much as they would like to learn, you teach them. You, you, you show them, at least in my case, I would do it first. Like make a cup of tea. And then once they, once they would like to learn, I would then teach them how you make the cup of tea. Of, of course, you teach them distance, how to use their hands, your hands after your eyes. You know, that's the most important, um, I should say, sense, the sense of touch. And that's provided if you're totally blind. But of course, if you have little vision, you know, you can look and still learn. But if you're totally blind, you have to learn from scratch, you know, like where everything is. And you have to have a good memory too. And of course, you have to be very polite in what you're doing. Don't just sweep things away. Just touch and, you know, you have to learn how to. It's always how to. So you teach them as much as they would like to learn. And of course, you know, you might even get the members of the family involved too as to show them how. Because I, you know, like the adjustment to blindness officer wouldn't always be there to show the relatives. So you do a little counseling with the members of the family. And they teach them as well, so they in turn can teach their, their relative, you know, in, in, in the event that they, they're not there or they don't, they don't have anyone to help, you know, teach them independence, uh, blind independence, you know. That's very good. Wow, wow, wow. Let me take the time out to, to say shout outs to Aaron George. Um, yes. Riyadh, Mr. Kenneth Surat. Officer, yes. um, is Lisa Thomas, right? Very, these are Asha. familiar people, yeah. Yes, yes. Mrs. Asha Ale- Alexander Lal, Mr. Yes. Lal, the super parents family, um, mm-hmm. everybody over there at Blind Welfare, everybody over there in Trinidad and Tobago, a big yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Yvette, now on to the interesting part, mm-hmm. you people. This lady makes wines and soaps. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Now, tell us the inspiration behind this and how do you make a bottle of wine? <laughs> well, <laughs> my brother, my brother, he's, he's a, um, it's a distiller, wine distiller. That's what you call them. Yeah, my brother, make, my brother makes wines and he, once or twice, you know, he would bring wine for me and then I would I would have apart from the other drinks I will have something different to serve to my um my friends you know like especially those who like wine you know a good tasting wine and the thing is he makes wines out of almost 
anything, any fruit, you know, any anything that is fermentable. Rice wine, cherry wine, pomsite, you name it and you can you can um you, you can make it. Once it could, could, it could ferment and you balance the ingredients, you could get a good brew out of the wine. So um he taught me, so he taught me to do that. I mean, um, he, should I tell you how to make it or uh, just? Like some little... simple steps on, you know, how to, you know, do it. Yeah. Another time. Right. Do, uh, right. So, that. right. So if, if you're making, if you're making a fruit wine, um, it's always suggested that you, you boil your water. Make sure it's nice, clean, boiled water. If you can't get the rainwater, he believes in the rainwater. But um, if you don't have the rainwater, you can boil their water. Um, it all depends on how much you're going to make, right? Yes? So let's say you're making a gallon of wine. So you boil the water and you would half the, the gallon bottle. Because, of course, it's going to ferment and it's going to be um, curing. So once you boil that water, you you put your fruit in it. You might want to put a little sugar, some yeast um, for a start. And then he, we would have this little filter. You put a filter on top of the bottle. So the, um, I would say the fermentation takes place better with a filter. Apparently air goes out and something goes in. I'm not too sure what he said it was, but you have to put that filter on the bottle. And it starts, it's, almost cured for about three weeks it takes about three weeks to cure yes and if you want a dry wine you don't have you put a little you just put a little sugar whereas if you want sweet wine you put um extra sugar so that is in a nutshell is what it is you just leave it to cure you know for three weeks before you taste it and if you you can leave it longer and i guess the longer you leave it in the jar is it's it's more the stronger it would be. I like a good cherry wine or apple wine, you know. Wow, I would love to taste or should I say sample these wines, guys. I'll be having I'll be hosting some webinars very soon, and Miss Yvette will have her showroom on Zoom. What <laughs> she's gonna do it. Speaking about Zoom, Miss Yvette, yes. that you have gotten your skills training, how has technology change slash improving your life well it surely has because look at look at now i mean uh we are talking you are oh how many miles away from trinidad and we are talking zoom i like i like the name zoom too because it's like you know you're zooming into stuff and yes as a vi person um the touch screen for, at one time i didn't think i would be able to use it but now oh my god I am so happy that I can use the touchscreen phone and you can get into so... It's like having the world, as they say, at your, at your fingertips. This technology. Yvette, tell us about your soaps. This is more interesting. Speak to the people. Okay. You know, as a child, um, we love... I love I love toiletry, cosmetics and stuff. And you know, when you have to purchase stuff, you always look for your favorite soaps. And... 
well, the, I don't know where to find these soaps anymore, but we used to like, um, I used to like the cucumber soap, the, the fragrance of the cucumber soap, or the fragrance of the astral soap. I mean, they, these fragrances were out of the world. You don't find them anyway. But thank God, through Pavi, um, Pavi got, well, first, pa- Pavi, and I don't know if you know about Pavi, it means persons associated with visual impairment. It's an organization like Blind Welfare, but it's, uh, it's sort of um, other persons who have gone on past Blind Welfare. And yes, I know Mr. Bawani Passat is the, right. the president. The chairman, now. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, hi, Bawani. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to say hi to one Mr. Raphael Moore too because in the time Oh, the hello time, Mr. Raphael, greetings to you yes. He is the one who, well, he's one of the main foundation members of Pavi You probably will meet him one day Sure, so, and I hope to meet Mr. Diarayani Ragu Diarayani Ragu, yes Ragu, well, he's, he's, he's a retired Ragu. person now Yes, yes I'm great. aware but um, I'm Great, great, him. great Right. Well, well, I know I'm good Trinidad people. <laughs> right. I, I want to I want to sort of um I want to commend you really for this program here because it, it seemed to be a it's not it's more than a Caribbean connection. Yes? Thank because you so I, much, Miss Yvette. You see, you see the media the media uh, well I'm mm-hmm. saying there there are so many opportunities out there. For yes, with the blind, visually impaired, sighted, but right now I'm talking about the blind and visually impaired people, or right, especially on a whole. There are so many opportunities opportunities out there. Yes, because I listened to the couple who did the cooking. Um, what is it? What, what can? What's the name of the couple who? Um, I listened to one of the podcasts. Um, where you, you the couple. I forgot, uh, but but there's a couple. And you know, it's just awesome to see that um, people out there who are trying to get opportunities and the world is just blocking them. Oh, wow. Well, persons like me are podcasting yeah. to showcase the talent yeah. people, you know, bring them yeah. together. You're bringing the world yes. together. Anyway, right. so let's not straight too much. So, so right. I, I can leave the fragrances of the soap mm-hmm. i was so happy when pavi um um she got pavi got an entrepreneur to teach us how blind persons to make soap and yes soap soap making soap making is is one of the most dynamic things i could ever think of you can as a child you didn't know i didn't know that soaps were made from different oils and things in your kitchen you can make soap out of anything oils oats well when you make the um when you put the ingredients together you can get all kinds of soup like for instance if i want to make a a a foot soup i would think of all the things you know that would cure um you know like blisters or anything on your feet boils whatever a good massage no I, I have to say that now as I'm talking about the soap, I can I make soaps, I do massages as well. So then out of the massaging, I can make a soap for your feet with a little ginger, a little nutmeg, a little bit of you think those things that look curing, healing stuff, then you can make that for 
as a foot soup. So, um, so one thing just led into the other. We, so, we, so we learned to make these soaps. That's where you um. There are several ways. There are so many ways you can make soaps. But one easy way is where you buy the you get the soap base, and you get the soap base. It's like soap, but it's just a big chunk of of um. There's uh, some some ingredient that it, it's made from. It's like the raw soap, but then you um you it's called melt and pour. You you cut it up, you heat it, you put your fragrances, you you put a little coloring, you pour it into a mold, any nice shape that you want, you can buy the mold and pour it in, and it would harden right there. So that's one of the easy ways to make soup. But there are several ways. You can make it from scratch where you put the oils together and add whatever ingredients, whether it's oats or ginger, nutmeg, whatever to get a nice fragrance. You might even want to put a little brandy. You know, I mean, there's so much recipes that you can, once you get a recipe, you can make your soup. But it's a little more technical when you're making it from scratch because you'll have to use different terms. Different uh, things like your blender and your your there's a swizzle stick. Well, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But anyway, I was glad that I learned to make it so I can uh, make my massage soaps as well. And yeah, I even make for Mother's Day. I would make um, roses so that um, the men would buy. And if you can't afford a, a um, a real rose, at least you have a rose to be in with, you know what I mean? So <laughs> and you get these exactly. nice you get these nice molds, you can make a, a nice melon soap or anything you can think about once you can get the mold. Okay, great. And finally, Miss Yvette, how can persons in touch with you and leave a brief advice for persons with or without disabilities? Okay, so my um my email address is evetfrancis1955 at gmail.com what, what advice would you, would you like to leave with the audience for persons with or without disabilities? Without disability. Well, I, I at this stage in my life because I've, I've come to reach this stage in my life, I'm enjoying it. So, try to get the best out of life one day at a time. One day at a time. Yes? life is worth living you just have to uh, sometimes it's easier said than done for some people but always keep a pure mind just entertain good thoughts and somehow that will help it is helping me and i hope it will help you too entertain good thoughts and keep a pure mind and just say the mantra life is worth living one day at a time <laughs> well said miss yvette there you have it folks Miss <laughs> from Trinidad and Tobago. This has been the show Culturama with Eva, where simplicity is the best thing. Join me next week, Sunday, for another exciting episode. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. Blessings. We are in a Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. 
an amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. A big thank you to my studio engineers, Mr. Sidney Thorpe from Kingston, Jamaica, Mr. Damien Rose from Kingston, Jamaica, and Mr. Gary Kemmer from Monroe, Louisiana. Thank you guys for ensuring that the production goes well.